Welcome to Mind Over Matter with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. I share stories of insight, personal experience, ways in which I and others have overcome obstacles, and the importance of perseverance. Welcome to my podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am thrilled to have you here on my podcast, tuning in weekly as I share two episodes with you. My goal through this podcast is to inspire and empower as well as motivate you to move forward in life. I also provide one-on-one coaching, so if that's something you're interested in, listen all the way to the end for ways to connect with me. Welcome to episode number 189. This week's episode is coming directly from you, my audience. I recently did a poll on Instagram asking if you know the difference between your intuition and ego. And it was a huge majority of those of you who have no idea what your intuition is. So I went out on a hunt and I found an expert all about intuition. This is a fabulous episode and be sure you listen all the way to the end. Welcome to today's podcast episode. I brought on Monique Hayes. Monique, welcome. Thank you. Um, give, oh, go ahead. I would just give the listeners a little background. Where are you from and what do you do? Yeah. So I live in Ohio. I'm from Northeast Ohio, Akron. Everyone knows it because of LeBron James and I am an energy healer and what I call an embodiment coach. So I help people get back into their bodies using energy healing modalities and emotional health coaching. So a lot of times people get out of our bodies. We don't like to feel our emotions growing up. And then our body starts yelling at us and then starts screaming at us like, Hey, this wants to be felt. Hey, something's going on. So I help them get back into their bodies to trust themselves, feel their emotions. And then we use some energy healing to facilitate that process. Yeah. And I have some questions regarding that, but the reason, and this is going to be new to some people, the whole intuitive side and understanding all this, But the reason I I reached out and want you on is because I had done a poll on Instagram asking people if they're in tune with their intuition. And the majority, like overwhelming response was people don't even know what their intuition is. Yep. And I only do from experience, like good or bad and realizing, oh, that was my intuition telling me not to go down that path. Yep. So, and what you're saying about embodiment, um, do you mean that society as a norm is so used to suppressing or running away from? Yeah, so um, there are a couple things that can be funneled into the conversation of embodiment or disembodiment. And just kind of um, attesting to what you were just saying about intuition, intuition is essentially self-trust. And self-trust will enhance our connection with our intuition. But how many times when we were kids did we say something to mom or dad and mom or dad said, oh, not now, honey, or we saw something and oh, nothing's there. We're sensing something and oh, like get over it, get over it. You're not feeling that way. Suck it up. Um, This isn't the time or the place. Mm. Kids should be seen and not heard. So we learn not to express ourselves. Therefore, the first time, the first time our feelings are not validated or our experience is not validated, that's the first time we learn to not trust ourselves. So then that multiplied over and over and over again, starting at the age of like, two or three, whenever we're actually creating conversation with our parents, 
through the, our entire life. Now we're 35, 40 years old and we don't even know what the heck our body is trying to tell us. So it is definitely um, amplified by society. Our society is very ego-driven culture, very do, do, do masculine energy, whereas intuition is more of the feminine energy. We cannot receive when we're doing and taking action. So it is getting people to learn how to slip into the receiving mode, receiving information from themselves, tuning into the whisper of their intuition, because we're always so used to drowning it out with the yell of our critical mind, our ego, society, other people, our parents when we were younger, so on and so forth. So it is kind of like a culmination of all of that, um, getting back into your body. Yes. And I love this. I mean, you touched on so much, so I'm I'm excited to dive deep into this. But one thing that really hit me was, and I've heard this before, actually a different interview I had with somebody else, but the intuition is more of a whisper where the ego is like that loud monkey mind, that, that inner chaos is kind of what I call it. Yes. Yeah, go on. <laughs> well, I'm just going to say, so on that note, I've, I've learned from experience in intuition, I feel you correct me if wrong, but it's different for everyone. So maybe it is a whisper, a nudge. It's a feeling. It's a thought. It's a message that comes from somebody else to um, solidify maybe thoughts we were having. So how do you go, oh, that is my intuition, not my ego? Yes. So great question. And there are a couple things here that you touched on that we will talk about. So our intuition is essentially our inner GPS. It is our guidance system. It is what reroutes us when we make a decision that doesn't feel the best. We know that we're in a relationship that isn't really serving us. We know that we're in a job that is slowly killing us, but we're still doing it. Intuition is that inner guidance system, the GPS in our car that will reroute us when we learn like, oh shit, I made a wrong turn. Sorry, I hope I can say that. <laughs> like I made a wrong turn. And so it's going to reroute you. So it'll do that through a myriad of things. And this is, this is what I, I love talking about this stuff because it's so interesting because there's so much science to also back this up. So intuition is yes within us. It is that whisper within us. It is that, um, that feeling that, oh, I should have grabbed this. I need to grab this. I I should have grabbed those keys. I knew that I would need them when I left because it is connected to our energy field. It's also connected to our reticular activating system in the brain. So when we, um, when we are thinking to ourselves or we know that we want to take action in something, we know deep down this job isn't working for us, but we don't know what steps to take. Your intuition is getting back to that GPS, that guidance system to where all of a sudden your friend, you have three friends that randomly shout out to you like, Hey, I know this place that's hiring. Do you know anyone that might uh, be interested? So, so right away you've set the intention of, Oh, this job is just not doing it for me anymore. I need to get out of here. So then your intuition works with what's called, like I said, your reticular activating system in the brain. That's what's responsible for. We start dating a guy with a yellow car. We start seeing yellow cars everywhere. And so it, puts in front of us, it puts into our reality what we see is important. And so working with that, your intuition will then show you signs outside of you that pertain to what you want within you. Does that make sense? So it works with like 
you set an intention of wanting something because it feels good for you. So your intuition is what that feeling good is. So then it's working with you. So it feels good. So you're like, yeah, I want this. So then your brain's like, oh, this is important to her. She wants it. So then you're, you're start to receive signs or synchronicities or um, asking for signs. And then you'll see them outside of you, but they're coming from a place within you because within you is what's causing your attention to be drawn to those things. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, and somebody asked me recently, actually, again, on Instagram, because I had done a post on intuition and it was a male and he reached out and he asked, well, how do you know, you know, what your sign is or whatever? And I've learned that you can literally ask for a sign. So, yeah. And mine is butterflies and it, I just got chills. But for me, well, obviously I love the metaphor of a butterfly, but also mm-hmm. when I see butterflies, it's like a calming. It's mm-hmm. for me, it's okay. I'm going in the right direction. If I need a quote sign and now like the RES you were talking about, I literally see them everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> and so that's all I have to do. I have to ask, yeah. okay, if, if this is it, show me a sign. And then it's like a butterfly appears. Yes, definitely. We, so we can have like those solid signs, like you're referring to with the butterfly. It just, it feels good to you. You feel very drawn to them. And, um, so you can always have that sign of like, this is my staple sign. I know that I'm on the right path. And then just like you said, we can ask for signs. So you, I want to know, I can give an example in my own life if you want to, this might help people. Um, so I will say with intuition, even the most insignificant choice that seems like, what does this have to do with anything? If you're being pulled into the direction, and we'll talk about the pushing versus pulling, if you're being pulled into a direction of doing something, do it because it's going to lead to something else. And we'll talk about that in this example I'm about to give. So I am moving to Austin, Texas, and I did not plan to move to Austin, Texas, but I visited there in the spring, in March. And Um, It was like my second to last day there. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love the energy of this city. It fits my vibe so much more than Ohio does. And just at this time in my life, I think this is my next step. Ohio feels very stagnant to me and I can just feel it in my body. And so when I was there, I was like, all right, I need a sign. I just simply put it out there. And I was like, I need a sign. If I'm supposed to be here, if this is my next step to help me in my career, I want to see the numbers 4444. If it is not my next step and something else should be my next step or something else will benefit me, me more, I want to see the numbers 55, 55. And that was it. And then I detached from that, which we'll also talk about. So then I detached from needing to see it. I didn't dwell on seeing the numbers 4444 or 5555. I simply set the intention and then carried about my day. So prior to asking for this sign, my sister, my friend and myself, we had talked about going to this workout class and I was like, okay, yeah, I'll go. And then just somewhat throughout the day, I was like, you know, I just don't want to go to this workout class. I just kind of want to walk around and spend some time by myself. But something inside of me was like, go to the class, go to the class, go to the class. And I was like, dang it. Like I've already decided my body was just feeling tired. I'm like, I already decided I didn't want to go. And I made that decision. But then it was just like this inner pull inside of me. It was just like, go to the workout class. And I was like, fine, I get it. So I'm going to go to this workout class. So I decided to go to the workout class. We're in the workout class and we're just waiting for the class to start. We're in this room with this, there's some kettlebells, there's some pull-up bars, there's medicine balls, whatever. And I look over to my left and there are two kettlebells sitting next to each other, four, 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 four. 
Mm. And my friend's like, holy shit, that's your sign. And so then I, was, I started <laughs> laughing and I was like, yeah, I don't know if that's a coincidence because I was doubting my own self. And then I looked over to my right and there are two more kettlebells, four, 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 four. Jeez. So it's like, that was I, yeah. my sign. Such chill. Yes. I love this stuff. <laughs> yeah. And so that happened literally within an hour of me asking and I just totally detached from it. I listened to my intuition of, of pulling me into this workout class that I didn't even want to go to, but I was just like, whatever, I'll go. That's where I saw my sign. And then another way signs can come to is, um, I, because I was doubting myself, I was like, all right, just if, if this is legit, then I want to like get a dolphin. And if it's not, I want to see an alligator. And my sister's like texting her friend. She's like, oh my gosh, so-and-so just saw two dolphins on his cruise. So signs can come in many different ways. You have to detach from the way that, that they're being received to you. And so I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. So it's just these seemingly insignificant actions, they will lead to you getting the sign or whatever it is that you want, that your next step, if you allow yourself to be pulled into it by just following this inner nudge, it's almost like someone's inside of you just going like, come on, come on. <laughs> But on, on your story, it's so important if you could maybe even explain deeper, because how do you decipher between the pulling, that nudge, that whisper, and the resistance of, no, I want to go walk on my, I need some quiet time. So that, that was a, you were pulled into, how do you know, which is, how do you know? Okay. Yeah. Good question. So I had already decided, I was like, all right, I just like, like I said, I just want to walk. I just want to be, be by myself and walk. But I decided that. And, um, and then I, after I asked, after I asked for that sign, after I'd already decided, okay, I just want to go for a walk. And I asked for that sign. I don't know. It was just like something within me just like totally spun. And it, I just had this feeling of like, no, you need to go to the class. You need to go to the class. You can walk later. And so I was like, okay, I, I sat there for a second. I was like, okay, do I want to go for a walk by myself or do I want to go to this class? And I just asked. And then I just felt like go to the class. And I, it's hard to explain. So this will come differently to different people. And I'll try to kind of break it down in a couple different examples. But for me, I'm, I'm, I'm very um, sentient. So I feel a lot. And I'll just have like random like nuggets of knowledge drop into my head. So very cognizant as well. And so I... Um, like I wanted to go for the walk and I wanted to just have some alone time. And that felt good when I decided at first, but then when I asked for the sign, it didn't feel as expansive anymore mm -hmm. in my body. So at first it felt like, yes, this is what you need. You need some alone time, do your thing, whatever. But I had decided that hours before I asked for the sign, once I asked for the sign, it was just like something shifted in me. And the expansive decision was to go to the workout class. The walk then didn't feel as expansive in my body. It almost felt like it was going to weigh me down a little bit. And so once I asked for the sign and then still was like contemplating on the workout, it's like, yes, the workout is what felt like my chest was opening up. It felt very light and airy when I asked of which one would better suit me at that time. And so then I just decided to go to that because the light and airiness, it was almost like it was like pulling me into this, uh, the decision versus if I would have gone with the walk, 
in the alone time, because it didn't feel as expansive anymore, it would almost have felt like forced. Like I'm forcing myself to make a decision because I'd already committed to it. I'd already decided. This is a great example too, with sometimes like your decisions are going to change. And this is why tuning into yourself can be so beneficial because, um, because like for this example, if I would have just hardcore committed and said, Nope, this is it. I already made the decision already committed. I'm not changing my mind that didn't feel expansive anymore. It changed after I asked for a sign. So once I asked for a sign, it's like, okay, the game has totally changed now. Now you're asking for something different than you were before. So this is how you're going to get that answer the quickest way possible with the least resistance. The universe, your intuition, yourself, your higher self, your guides, everything, God, angels, whatever it is that you vibe with is always wanting to put you in the path of least resistance if you're open to listening and to being pulled into that direction, being pulled in that direction, meaning let the most expansive choice guide you into your next um, action. Does that make sense? It does for me, but I just, I kind of want to touch on that. I think it's a process. And so it might, if, if you're new to this whole tune into your intuition, it's going to take a little time to understand the feelings, but you're right. What you touched on is the whole, what feels good. And even though this was hard for me before, because my word means everything. So when I commit to something, I'm going to go, but I'd say in the last couple of years, I've gotten okay with, even if I committed to something, if it's that hard push, that resistance, it doesn't feel good anymore. It doesn't feel right. I'm not going and it's okay Mm -hmm. to, to change direction. Yes, definitely. And I think you touched on a really good point that your word is important. Yes. But your word to yourself is what matters most. Because if you can't show up as your best and highest self, you're not doing anybody a favor. So if something that you committed to at one point felt good and felt expansive, but as you like continued on and, and other things have changed or you've made other commitments or whatever it may be, whatever your story is, then it it doesn't feel as expansive anymore or it feels very constrictive when you think about it. We could actually do an exercise if you wanted to, to help people tune into their intuition. It it takes like two minutes. Um, But if that's the case, then you're not going to be like a blessing to anyone because you're not showing up. Time out. That is wild. And I just want to know, because this whole intuition thing we're talking about, I literally just wrote down to keep a note to myself to ask you, to give examples how to tune in. And then while I'm writing that, you just happen <laughs> to say you want me to do a two minute. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. We can do it now if you want. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so I can actually walk you through this and as the listeners are listening, they can do this on their own time or they can listen to it and then replay it or whatever. Um, and then you can talk about your experience because everybody's experience is going to be slightly different because we all are experiencing our energy slightly differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, there will be very, there will be similarities and commonalities amongst everybody. So I like to close our eyes just because it allows us to kind of feel a little bit more connected and into our inner world. So I invite you to close your eyes and then just calming yourself into your body, um, allowing your belly to rise on the in-breath through your nose and allowing your belly to fall on the out breath through your nose. So just repeating that cycle of breath, feel yourself becoming a little bit more centered and calm into your body. And I will 
I'm going to walk you through an exercise that's going to give you a yes response from your body and a no response from your body. So we'll begin with the yes. So at this time, you can say this out loud or in your head, it makes no difference. Just repeat or ask yourself, my name is or is my name and actually use your name. So I would say, my name is Monique. You would say, is my name Heather? My name is Heather. And just notice the shifts that take place in your body. And you can repeat it a couple of times if you need to. And then just setting the intention to release that. Come back to neutral. Notice how you feel in your body as you come back to neutral. And now I will invite you to say, my name is Eric or something that your name is not. So then if you feel like you have your no response, again, release it, come back to neutral. And then we're just going to test this with just asking a yes and a no. So just release it. Coming back to neutral, noticing the shifts that are taking place in your body as you come back to your regular feelings. And then you can go ahead and ask now. You can either ask the question that you want a yes or no response to, or to even test this more, you can ask, show me my yes response. And then you can release it. And then you can ask, show me my no response. And it should be the same. And then as you do this, um, then you can test any question that you have. You can say like, would it be in my best interest to go to the fair on Saturday? Would I have the most fun going to the fair on Saturday? Should I go out with this person or this person? Would I have more fun with this person or this person? So you can go through all of these things and your body will test a yes or a no. So let's just Talk about your experience. Were you able to feel the difference between a yes and a no? Yeah. So just real quick, my yes. So is my name Heather? Yes. I literally, I could just feel like this peace and this ease in my body. It just felt not light, not heavy. It just felt very calm. Yeah. The no question, I got real, real tight in my chest. It was uncomfortable. I had this like, this resistance. I can't quite explain the feeling in my head, but the tightness in my chest was real. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's definitely how I felt it. Yes. Yes. 100%. And I will say a lot of people experience like an expansion in their, like their body, like their shoulders are dropping back almost even like a release. It's just like a, like your body is like sighing. And then for the no, some people may feel it in their stomach, their chest, their throat. And it almost feels like someone's like wringing out mm-hmm. your internal organs or just that really deep constriction. You might even feel like a, a sharp pain or like a knotted feeling. And a lot of these um, feelings will be common um, a lot across the board. But it's it, you can use this tool for anything. It is my favorite tool to use to ask for yes and no because energy is non-local, non-linear. It is not affected by time and space. We are energetic beings. So in all energy that's ever existed, 
is existing right now because energy is neither created nor destroyed. It only manifests in different ways. So, and all energy is, is vibration and all vibration is, is information. So we have access to all information that's ever existed right now and ever will exist right now. And so you can use this exercise to not just tune into like, did I forget or um, like you forgot a grocery list at home. You could say like, did I have green peppers on the grocery list? Yes or no. And then you can get the green peppers. So not even stuff like that, but you can do it to tune into like networking events that you might want to go to two months from now. If you'll have a great time there, is this person worth spending your time with? Are they going to benefit you? And, and just like little things like that. And it will save you so much time. time. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And I, I want to give a quick example. I learned my intuition definitely a harder way than I probably could have. And it, it was something I kept pushing for and kept thinking it was fear. So I kept suppressing that and going towards something. And ultimately I had to fork in the road and go a completely different direction but all in all, that process took like a year. And, but now I know what my intuition is, what those nudges, those whispers are. So it's not like, oh, I wish I could have saved that year. I had to experience that to now know, oh, boom. And now I feel it and, and have it all the time. And I'm like, got it, got it, thanks. Yes, definitely. And I will say that things will come and happen as we need them to. Sometimes we do need that like, really long experience to sh like shake our world up and say like, Hey, like this, you can trust this, trust this in the future. Some people just need a quick experience like that. And they're like, all right, I'm never going to doubt myself again. I'm yeah. not that type of person. I needed like a full year of stuff to happen for me. Well, and what's that saying? You can a uh, feather a brick or a Mack truck. I've heard it. I don't. So yeah, remember. it could be whispers, like a little feather. Yes. It's a whisper or a brick is something more heavy coming. And then if you don't freaking get it, that's when yep, you might be in. totally yep. derailed, either physically, emotionally, lost a job, whatever it may be to wake you up and go, oh. Yeah, absolutely. And we all are going to experience something different. It's all, but it, the point is like spirit, your, your body, your intuition, all of this stuff, like the world's working for you, not against you, but sometimes it might feel like it's working against you because of the meaning you're giving the scenario. But the scenario is just saying like, Hey, wake the F up. Like something is going on and it wants your attention. Yeah. So it just, you just are giving the meaning to whatever is happening, but your body is always talking to you and always trying to get you to like, say, Hey, this is going on. Hey, let's address this. Hey, something's happening here. It's just up to us to learn how to listen. Well, and if we could go back to something you touched on in the beginning was this whole detachment. And so something we talked yeah. about previously is what you want wants you, but how do you have that intention, that desire? So for you, maybe it was tech, uh, Texas. How do you put that out and then let go of the outcome? Yeah, so that takes practice, I will say. Some people, again, you may just... Total, you may experience something and you're just like, all right, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen how it happens. I'm not that person. I am very analytical by nature. And I just want to know the how. How is yeah. this going to happen? How yeah. am I going to get this? When is this going to come through? And I want like the timeline and the breakdown and all of this <laughs> stuff. But yeah. it's honestly just as you trust yourself more and you develop this unwavering trust, not only with you, but with the universe, with God, knowing that 
the universe has your best interest in mind and everything that they, that the universe throws at you is not good or bad, positive or negative. That's for us to decide, but it's just helping us grow and evolve and learn the next lesson. And however that comes is none of our business. It's our business to just continue showing up, get what you want in mind and hold on to that intention but then it's up to you to work through like the limiting beliefs of the intention or to work through the um, resistance to, to getting the outcome or to work through the listening, learning to listen to yourself. And then as you do these things, you'll know like synchronicities start happening or um, you're put in the right place at the right time or whatever it looks like for you. But you'll, you'll start to trust more. And as you trust more, then you release this um, need to want to control how it happens because that just comes from lack of trust. And it comes from thinking you're not going to be okay if it doesn't happen a specific way. So when you trust that you're going to be okay, regardless of what's going on around you or how it's happening, how whatever is happening, then you're going to be able to detach from this outcome and it's going to come to you a hell of a lot faster. I can promise you that the quicker you can detach, the quicker it's going to come to you because you can't, if you're constantly looking and looking and looking for something, you're not in the place to receive it. And so you have to learn how to receive, take that step back and receive, put it out there. It's like if you were at a restaurant and you place your order, you wouldn't go follow the waiter around for the next 25 minutes and like peek in the kitchen and say, Hey, Hey, you haven't forgot my order, right? Hey, you know that I want this, right? Hey, you had that written down, right? And every time the waiter walks by, you wouldn't call them over and say, hey, 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 did you forget about me? Hey, hey, hey. No, you'd know that like you put the order out there. It's do, It's now it's doing its thing. However it gets made, it's going to be delivered right to you exactly how you ordered it most of the time. Same thing with the universe. It's like you don't put something out there and then like constantly stress about it because just like that waiter, it's probably going to be get really freaking annoyed if you were doing that. Then the universe is like, chill, chill, man. Like, do you trust, have some trust in this huge intelligence that is far greater than any human can even comprehend. And then just trust yourself and relax into receiving that which you desire because you can't receive when you're in the energy of, seeking and looking and doing and just kind of being an annoyance almost, if that makes sense. I have to add to that because I think what you're also touching on is the whole manic manifesting and so many people feel that they need to control the outcome. And and the example, I think I've definitely read it in a book and heard it somewhere else, but we think Whatever our desire is, a new job, a relationship, how money is going to come in, whatever it may be, we think it's going to have to be in this box, right? We, we, we create this very limited thinking box. And I've learned to step into putting the thing out there, not knowing how it's going to come in, what my box or my package is going to look like. And so far, because we are so limited thinking to this box of this one way it could happen, when it could happen an unlimited number of ways and even better than we expected if we would let go. Yeah, 100% because we want something that we haven't had before. So therefore, we don't know how the heck it's going to come to us because we only know what we know. And what we want is something that we don't know because we haven't experienced it yet. 
So you have to release because you don't even know how the heck it's going to come to you because it's nothing that you've ever experienced before. So it's like you want the unknown, but you want it while you're experiencing the known. So you have to let go of that fear of, you have to let go of of what you know in order to embrace what you want. But then it comes just a challenge of your critical mind only knows what it's losing. It doesn't realize what it's gaining. So that takes practice. But the more that you can practice and just reassure yourself, like, Hey, we're good here. I can trust myself. I can trust the universe, God, angels, whatever. I can trust all of this stuff. And I know that I'm going to be fine no matter what. And as you trust that, as you know that, then you can do the release and detach and just constantly let go. And then just get on with your life. Do things that feel good. So as you feel good, you're raising your vibration. As you feel good, you're tuning into the energy of what you already want. And your intuition just wants you to feel good anyway. So it's going to lead you into things that like, oh, this feels good. And this feels expansive. So just ask yourself, what can I do today to feel the most expansive? Set your intention of what you want. Do that. And then just know that it's going to come. <laughs> you totally speak my language. So if I could, for, for the audience, people listening, how do we bring this whole conversation to full circle with like some real, the main bullet point takeaways to, to move forward? Yeah. So to connect with your intuition, then you want to definitely find time. Well, f- first, you want to learn to trust yourself. Um, so I would invite anyone who's listening to just ask, get honest. Do I actually trust myself? Um, because a lot of us don't, and a lot of us will lie and say that we do, but then we second guess ourselves all the time. So you can ask like, do I second guess myself? Am I really indecisive? Those two things will tell you, you don't really trust yourself. Um, so, and then if you don't trust yourself, start making very small commitments each day to yourself to build that self-trust, which is then going to build that connection with your intuition. And by small, I mean, drink one more ounce of water, take five extra steps each day, wake up one minute earlier or sleep in one minute later. If you lack sleep, start small, so insignificant, they seem silly, but you know that you can do it and then do that for a week and then add on and do that for another week. So I would recommend doing that because as you build your self-trust, then you can build the trust of the whisper inside of you. Mm. Second, um, practice that yes and no exercise. So as you're building your self-trust, practice your yes and no exercise so then you can feel it more. And as you feel it more, then that whisper, quote unquote, that whisper is going to get louder because you're feeling your intuition rather than hearing the critical mind tell you what it, what it wants you to hear, which is all false anyways. And then third, recognize that you are not your thoughts. You are not your thoughts. You do not have to agree with them. You can hear them, you can acknowledge them, and then you can release them. So release them and then just tune into what does feel true to me, what does feel good to me. So then just keep practicing that and then get clear on what you want. What do you want? And ask yourself, what do I want? Do I want this? Do I want that? That? Do I want this? And then ask for signs and then detach how they're going to come to you. And just keep going on with your day. Yes. I love all of this. And that's something my mom taught me when I was first even stepped into the thought of meditation. Because most people think meditation is supposed to be silent, no thoughts. Well, hello. That's when I get flooded with thoughts. And my mom's whole thing to me was when you're sitting there and the to-do and everything's come in, think of your thoughts as clouds and let them pass by. You give them no attention, yep. or you can even say, 
um, you know, like give me this five, 10, whatever you're going to do and, and I'll come back to you. So it's like giving that thought, a a release, but I'll come back to you. It's like little yeah. toddler needing your damned attention. Like, okay, I'll give me five minutes. Yes, definitely. That's great advice. That's awesome. Okay. So in order to wrap up this interview, I have a few rapid fire questions for you. The first one being, what is a quote or motto that you live by? Oh gosh, this has changed so many times. Um, a quote or motto that I live by as of late is I know I'm going to say one and then I'm going to think of one in a half hour, but um, it's one that I guess, I guess I've just lived by it for a while. So it's an old quote. I forget who said it, but it's just the sky is not the limit your mind is. And mm-hmm. when I first read that, it means totally different. It meant totally different to me then than it does now, just knowing that we really do limit ourselves so much with our thoughts and like we are limitless beings. We are energetic and energy is limitless and we can do so much. We just have to get outside of our mind. We have to get outside of our thoughts and we have to allow ourselves the opportunity to think greater than what we were taught to think and to break out of these societal and familial norms. Um, So yeah, definitely that quote still um, I carry with me the, that the sky is not the limit your mind is. I love that. What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? Oh my gosh. The book I'm currently reading is called The Holographic Universe and it is mind blowing. It talks about, it's, it's under the theory of that everything is a hologram and it gives all of this proof how the universe is really holographic and all of this stuff. And it just talks about all these different types of crazy phenomena that have happened throughout the world, throughout all of history. And it is just amazing. It's my little, I've been posting it on my Instagram and my stories, sharing parts of the book that have just like totally blown my mind. Um, so that one is great. However, I will say it's not the easiest read. One book that I recommend to everyone is uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. That, again, talks really a lot about the science between thoughts and emotions and how they form our health, wealth, behaviors, reality, actions, and um, how we can change that. I love Dr. Joe Dispenza, and I've not heard of that one. So I'll, oh, I'll, my gosh. I'll look it up. Yes, you will love it. You will love it. Okay. Final question for you. What advice would you give your younger self? What advice would I give my younger self? I would tell her to just fuck what anybody else thinks. Stop worrying about what everybody else thinks to embrace being different. Always embrace being different. Um, because in your uniqueness is where your gifts are. And so often we want to hide from that to be normal um, and fit in. But I would totally just tell her to just fuck what everybody was saying don't conform to the ideas that you have to do something and then just to be as weird as possible because I've been into this stuff my entire life but I never embraced it because it was weird and now I totally am just so far down the rabbit hole that I can't even see light so I would definitely tell her just to embrace her weirdness I love that. Yes. Be you. (laughs) Monique, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your story. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. To connect with me further, you can find me on Facebook, 
Heather Hakes. I am also on Instagram as heather.hakes. And I even have a YouTube channel. Guess what? Heather Hakes. I'll catch you on the next episode. <laughs>